0: Greetings, this is Atma Boda. Today is December 27th, 2021, 1242 PM. The title of today's podcast is The Path of Attachment. I wrote some things earlier, beginning now. I dislike using the word ego because it has so many conflicting ideas about it. In psychology, it simply means your sense of individuality. But I think in spirituality, it is mostly About mind. So in discussing this topic, I will refer to the idea of mind and not ego. Mind is an important tool. The mistake people make with the mind is in identifying with it. Of course, we are all more than our minds. We also have hearts and we have our bodies and we have each other. When you can quiet your mind, you can listen to the whispers of your heart. There is some dispute on which method is the most effective in accomplishing a silent mind. There are those that believe in completely destroying the quote ego, unquote. In psychological terms, that would mean destroying your individuality and perhaps regarding yourself in the third person. I strongly oppose this idea because I have gone down that path and I have seen where it leads by disassociating yourself from your own individuality. You become powerless and your will becomes weak. You can become like a puppet for others to control. The superior way of silencing the mind is by loving it and giving it what it wants. All minds crave higher truth and inspiration. It is possible to reach your place where your mind is immersed in higher truth perpetually. This is called having an impenetrable mind. When you have this you are free. You are liberated. It is like being permanently high on life and nothing can get you down. Some people get hooked on drugs to try to simulate this kind of experience. However, this experience is free from drugs and superior to any pharmaceutical, legal, or illegal. It is completely Healthy and natural. Instead of side effects you become unstoppable. This Redditor says quote, Such conflicting desires and their fulfillment results in much of the chaos that goes on in the world today. What do you say to this? My response. You touched upon a very important point external desire. Is the root of all vice when you can master desire you do become enlightened when you can operate from a place of desirelessness it doesn't matter what you give to the mind you can satisfy it with the most delicious food or sensory amusements it is external desire itself that is the enemy not the mind The mind is your friend. It is only through the mind that you can arrive at truth. Just as love is the currency of the heart, truth is the currency of the mind. Just as love is a tangible and highly pleasurable experience, so also is truth. In this modern day and age, people have become disconnected with the experience of truth. Many even deny its very existence. The ultimate goal of the mind is to arrive at truth. When the mind can be so immersed in it that it is swimming In this nectar, it is satisfied and at peace with itself. In fact, it is in bliss. This is what I mean by giving the mind what it wants. I call this path the path of attachment, because when your mind is attached to this highest truth, it becomes unattached. To everything else, naturally. A side effect of this is that you feel inspired all the time. And that is what I wrote earlier. And just to add to that, because I want to make sure this people are completely clear on what that means by the path of attachment. In actuality, yes, the mind is attached. I can say that my mind, which is always in bliss, from one perspective you could say it's very attached to the highest truth in fact it is completely united with the highest truth it's immersed in this one living truth like it's swimming in it but this kind of attachment is not rigid it's adaptive the mind stays fluid and receptive to new ideas so to call it Attachment is a bit of a misnomer, but I like the idea of the path of attachment because it kind of trolls the spiritual concept of non-attachment because it puts it on its head and kind of sets this apart as a spiritual path that's something new, which it is. This is something new. This is a new Dharma door. This is a path that is so wide that it can include and encompass all other paths. And how that's possible is because it goes deeper and higher to reach this ultimate thread that interconnects all of the major religions and philosophies that exists There's an element of truth in all of that. And this philosophy can tie everything all together into one. So when your mind is immersed in this inspiration, in a sense it is attached because you've given your mind what it wants. When your mind is so inspired, it doesn't want to go anywhere else. It's totally, totally happy it doesn't need anything. You know, I feel so grateful to have this continuous experience of enlightenment like all the time, every second of every day. And I know it must sound really hard to believe that it's possible to reach this place whereby it's like you're on a drug or something where you're like so blissful and you're not on drugs and you don't but the reason i make this podcast is exactly because i think it's a it just feels a bit unfair that i'm the one of the very few people that are is experiencing this i want the world to experience this i want not only me i want not only two people or three people i want tens and hundreds and thousands of people millions of people if possible as many people as possible i want to hook onto this right to to get hooked to this it's kind of like being the ultimate drug dealer except what you are uh, giving to the world is not a drug you're giving them enlightenment you're giving them a a superior high than any drug can give you it's like getting your mind to that euphoric state of bliss while also getting your heart to that unconditional loving feeling. It's just so amazing. It's, it's beyond the words. This is something that everybody wants and they just don't know that they want it yet. And that's why, even though I am in a continuous state of bliss, I can also appreciate how it can feel slightly frustrating that people don't get it yet. You know, it's like, It's like being a teacher and it's like you keep trying to teach the student algebra or something and he still doesn't understand that X plus one equals two and X would equal one you know it's like it's very simple from the teacher's perspective but because these concepts are somewhat alien to what is traditionally taught in Eastern uh, mysticism and in the West, from a Western psychological, from a Western philosophical perspective, it, I mean, it was taught philosophically down in Plato's time, right? Plato' theory of forms. What is the theory of forms that basically says that for everything that you can perceive in the biological world, there is an ideal form for that that exists on a higher plane. And the same thing is true for spirituality because humans can have inspiration there's a higher form of inspiration and that is ultimate truth and just as humans can experience love there's a higher form of love called agape otherwise known as unconditional love and for some reason it's not a normal thing for humans to always be in a state of unconditional love and the highest truth and i don't know why that is all i know is i've been able to escape it i've been able to liberate myself and so i naturally want others to be liberated too now does that make it sound like i have delusions of grandeur maybe maybe it does Because from an enlightened perspective, everybody is deluded, right? Everyone, everyone who's not experiencing bliss all the time, everyone who's not experiencing love all the time, you're all deluded. And yeah, I can say that because it's true. So when someone who is deluded is accusing me of having delusions of grandeur, my response would be like, well, yeah, life is an illusion, So why not make the illusions grand? What's wrong with that? Have grandiose illusions. Why have ordinary, mundane, boring, mediocre illusions when you can have the best illusions? So you can flip things on its head like that. And coming from a place of compassion should not be regarded as some kind of psychosis. If your intent is to go out there and help people and help present a perspective that can empower people and give them a mindset to be able to reach more of your full potential, that should be something that's applauded, not something that's derided. And that's what we're seeing, unfortunately, today. People in their rush to be ordinary are denying themselves the opportunity to be extraordinary. But I just want to touch on something else because people talk about emptiness and it's a facet of Buddhism. I've never been a great proponent of the concept of emptiness because to me it just sounds boring. You know, emptiness, nothingness, nothing there. But really all it means from the concept of Buddhism is just a quiet mind, okay? It's talking about your mind it's talking about clearing your mind of any obstructions and getting to a very empty mind place. And that's what they mean by emptiness. So everybody is consumed. Well, a lot of people are consumed by this concept of emptiness and think that it means that you must destroy your ego and, and which is a corruption of the teachings because what that leads you to is a place where you can be eaten. <laughs> basically when you lose your individuality, it's like, you can literally be completely disempowered and there's a a danger a real danger that you could um lose yourself and be less than you are and certainly be arrive at a place that where you cannot competently conduct yourself in biological reality and that's dangerous and i want to discourage that but emptiness if you just approach it as just have quieting your mind with the stage after that is called Bodhi mind, which is the cosmic mind. It's possible to have that ultimate truth come down via the crown chakra and empower your whole body and further awaken your heart and you become more. There is a part of you that lies dormant that can be awakened into a more cosmic personality if you will that's uh the greater self the greater part of your of you because in actuality your physical body is the smallest part of you you are much greater you're much bigger than your biological identity and most humans it's like you're totally content just to identify with you as your physical body and say okay i'm a plumber i'm a dentist i'm a doctor and this is my legacy i'm gonna have x amount of kids and hopefully i'll be a grandparent before i get old and die and i'll be buried under a tombstone and i hope that people will remember me and that becomes the life of Most people, but my message of what I'm trying to accomplish here through these podcasts is to tell you that you are something more, much, much more. And it's possible to get to the next level of human where you are empowered. You're feeling that ecstasy in your mind and that bliss in your mind. while at the same time in your heart, You're feeling unconditional love and you can have both of those things. And that enriches your life in ways that will blow your mind. All aspects of your life become improved. It improves all of your relationships, whether it be with your family, whether it be at work, or whether it be in your romantic life or your home family life with your children, if you have any. I also want to reach out to you as an individual who is listening to this. I want you to be able to ask me any question that you want. And I can answer that question in this podcast. You can write a comment by visiting Divinity.com, d-i-v-i-n-i-t-y.com. You can visit the subreddit, which is <clears throat> the underscore ultimate, or you can visit Discord and ask me a question there. None of what I'm doing is about self-promotion. I'm not on these podcasts trying to boast. I'm actually here. To help give you a better way and it's a I'm in a unique position it's not like this is something that you can have a, a PhD in enlightenment. When I say that I have an impenetrable mind, a mind that's always and continuously in bliss, that's really something that's difficult to prove. but I can tell you that I don't have any incentive. To tell you that because I know it sets me up as a target, but it's the only way that I can try to drive home this message of how powerful this philosophy is. As far as I'm concerned, there is no other philosophy out there that can give you an impenetrable mind, at least not via knowledge. Maybe if you do asceticism and go into a cave or real intense sadhanas and ascetic practices, then maybe over a period of many years, you might be able to reach this place. But what I'm doing, what this is, is the first time in history whereby a philosophy, a Western philosophy can lead you to that place which is also the Stoic ideal of the Stoic sage. And this also is basically an enlightened master from the Western tradition or a yogic guru from the Eastern tradition or a Taoist master from the Taoist tradition. This is an intersection of all of these paths. This is Atma Boda signing off. Until tomorrow, you have a fantastic day.